SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty present the Underdog Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Underdog Podcast, Conference USA edition. Joe Lundergan, Eric Henry here with you as always. Excited to welcome another special guest uh, for this episode of the show. Not often that we get current players who uh, have time in the offseason to come talk to us, but today is an exception. We have Mr. Tyrese Chambers, a wide receiver for the FIU Golden Panthers. Excited to dive into it. Tyrese, thank you so much for making time for us, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And uh, Eric, you and you and Tyrese have gotten to know each other quite a bit b- being down there in South Florida, I, I understand. Well, yeah, of course, I had the privilege of covering Tyrese all last year. But before I get to that, you know, I am going to, you know, give you a hard time. You entered the Golden and the Panthers and FIU is no longer Golden. They're just the Panthers. And that is, as, as a UCF Knight ah. and understanding the emphasis of not having the Golden in it, you got to get that correct. But outside of that, yes, we're all good. <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. I should, how many years have I covered this league? I should know that by now. But anyway, <laughs> Tyrese, we're going to dive into some questions for you, if that's all right. Uh, just curious, you know, what athletes do you think were your biggest influence on the field or otherwise growing up? Um, So I, I would say like um football, um, Stephon Diggs, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Tavon Austin, T.Y. Hilton, um, players like that Um, far as football, um, very inspirational to me. Um, It's also a, a boxer named Javante Davis from my city. Um, he motivate motivate a lot of a lot of athletes um, in my generation. <clears throat> He's a undefeated uh, boxer right now. Um, so yeah, those are those are a few. You a boxer yourself? No, no, no. I'll probably get into boxing after football though. <laughs> what was it about those uh, those football guys that you mentioned that uh, really drew you in? Um, just they just they paths, man. They stories, man. Like Antonio Brown was a was a he had zero stars coming out of high school. Um, had to go to Central Michigan, and he made it to the league from Central Michigan, and and end up being an NFL uh, legend despite all the all the crazy stuff that been going on in his career the last couple of years. He's still he's still one of the goats. Um, stuff on Diggs uh, was an underdog in Maryland, um, drafted at a, at a real low, um, real low uh, draft and um, a real low pick. He was drafted really low, and uh, you know see what he's doing in the NFL right now, and is is uh is very motivational. Um, so so is Ty Hilton. Um, you know, two star coming out of high school, made it out of FIU where I'm at now. So, and uh, Tavon Austin, a, a player from my city, um, who who had a, a lot of success in college. I just always looked up to him when I was younger. So players like that, man, just with chips on their shoulders, always got something to prove and making things happen with they with they situations. Now you grew up in Baltimore, and you know, for folks that maybe grew up down in the southeast or other parts of the country, might not know a lot about the football culture in Maryland these days. What what was it like when you were coming up as a player in that area? Man, I mean. Baltimore and Maryland is two different things, two different worlds. Uh, Fair yeah, enough. It's treacherous. It's treacherous where I'm from. So a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of great players, man. A lot of great players with a lot of potential. Um, get get a, get it overlooked a lot, um, because of a lot of stuff that's going on in the city. I don't think coaches uh really really come through that area a lot. Um, so there's a lot of kids that I was better than coming out of high school that you know just because they was from another part of Maryland. They was getting looked at and stuff. So it was kind of tough, um, you know, tough coming up um, in high school. I was all state out of high school and stuff, and I had, you know, zero offers. So that was that's kind of hard dealing with when, you know what I'm saying, you pin up 13, 1400 yards receiving and 20-something touchdowns your senior year, and you don't get no no offer, not one. So it's just kind of it, – it, it was hard. It was hard coming up. But uh, I, I charged it to the game, and I had to, you know, put that chip on my shoulder and just kept going. And of course, coming out of high school, you went to Sacred Heart for a bit before you transferred to FIU. Uh, what's the biggest difference that you noticed in the FCS game versus the FBS game? Um, I would say uh, the linemen. 
the D linemen, the trenches. Um, they're 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 a tiny, a tad bit bigger, um, more a lot more explosive, a lot faster than FCS level. Um, skill position, skill wise, it's, it's kind of a little a little long, couple long DBs and and uh, FBS than it is on uh, an FCS longer DBs. Um, so DBs with more height, height, I would say, uh, more height. Um, coaching schemes a lot different. Um, I feel like uh, schematically, um, FBS, we prepare for other teams a lot better than FCS teams do. Um, when I was at Cigarette, we really wasn't preparing for, for uh, you know, our opponents as much as we prepare for our opponents, FBS. Um, so I would say, I would say like that. I was talent for talent wise, a lot of talent, it's a lot of talent, FCS, a lot of talented kids. I play with a running back that played for the, um, for the Titans right now, Julius Chestnut. Uh, he's a really, really good back. And I used to, I always used to compare him to, you know, my running back price here. And, uh, you know, some similarities and differences and stuff like that, both great backs with a lot of potential. So I, I really don't see it as a, a big difference. It's definitely a difference, but it's not really a big, a, a big difference. Coming out of last season, obviously you had a great season last year. I uh, entered the transfer portal briefly thinking about going somewhere else. What was it that made you ultimately want to stay at FIU? Um, Three reasons. Um, So I, I kind of did a couple of other podcasts. I, I said the same thing on there. Um, Three reasons why a, a player would transfer from a school. Um, one, their financial uh, financial issues. They have financial issues, so they can't financially, you know, be stable. Two, their situation um, may be like difficult, so they may not be playing, may not get no playing time. Maybe you know what I'm saying. Like their situation may be different. And then three is ultimately access. You know, what, what resources do you have around you um, to be able to compete with the best in the country? Um, in my situation, there is no reason for me to leave. Uh, with those three things, because number one, I'm obviously playing and, and having a, a historic season here at FIU, a historic career here at FIU. And then two, um, financial issues are taken care of now because of NLL. So that bringing a lot more um, money into into my pocket that I didn't have um, with, you know, helping me get through day to day. And then three resources. This is Miami. There's a lot of resources in Miami. You got endless gyms. You got endless trainers. You got endless doctors. You got endless you know, everything. So my resources is always there. So those three things is the reason why a kid would transfer in my, in my situation. I, I checked off all three of those boxes. So once I, the reason why I was in, in, a, in the portal in the first place, because I didn't know what my situation was going to be with, you know, coach Davis leaving the program and stuff like that. I don't know who they was going to hire. I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So I had to make a business decision. When we talked to Coach McIntyre, uh, your new head coach, uh, a couple months ago, uh, he mentioned that he flew up to Baltimore to kind of visit with you and your family in that uh, in that time period. Uh, How did that conversation go from your perspective? That conversation went well, man. Um, like I said, uh, that's a great that's a great man. I respect him tremendously, man. And for him to come out my city meant a lot to me, um, because like I said, you know, in my area, in my city, uh, kids don't really get that too many of those opportunities to meet a Division One head coach, especially them flying to your city and stuff. And um, ultimately, he he had a conversation with me about his goals and his standards, and and we kind of had similar goals and similar standards, man. So it just it, it all meshed together and worked out um, for the both for the best of both worlds. I'm gonna go back to your uh, performance last season that we were talking about. Uh, you averaged twenty three point nine yards per catch last season. In terms of the one on one matchup with the defensive back, I know you talked about it. it's a little more intense at the FBS level. How do you establish yourself as a deep threat to put up those kind of numbers, just from a physical or mental perspective? If you playing me one on one, I definitely should be getting the ball. I don't care who you is. That's how I feel. Uh, ultimately, like one on ones is like it, 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 I should automatically begin be getting the ball. So all the stuff, the success that I had was just the times that I did get targeted and those opportunities that I did get a chance to make. 
but I, it, it's supposed to have been way more opportunities. I was in one-on-one -on -one coverage a lot more times than, than expected because, you know, me being new to this conference, people ain't knew who I was, they knew who I was and stuff like that. And um, a lot of them didn't expect me to do what I did. Um, but, you know what I'm saying, like, it was a lot of times it was in one-on-one -on -one coverages that I should have I should have got the ball. But I just feel like, um, like, like I'm going to say, like, it's just the chip on my shoulder, man. It's like to give me the ability to make those plays. Um, so that that's like the exciting part, and you know, being the underdog and being overlooked and stuff like that coming up is always you always be you always hungry for more. You get what I'm saying? So that's what that's what uh, give me the ability to make those plays. I got one more question for you before I turn it over to Eric here. Uh, obviously, one of the questions surrounding FIU coming into this uh, this upcoming season is the quarterback room. I uh, got a couple different guys that could take the starting job there. Uh, what are you and the rest of the first team receivers doing now to start building chemistry with the with those guys in the quarterback room? Um, to be honest, we just um, doing, you know, like I said before, uh, FIU has always been talented skill wise. Um, that was never the problem. Um, it's always chemistry has always been our problem. And, you know, what I'm saying doing the little things, you know, working out after practice, um, being in the field room um, with each other, you know, quarterbacks. What am I with my uh, quarterbacks coach and uh, my wide receiver coach do? We kind of like, you know, have um, certain types of meetings and stuff together um, as a unit. Um, we, we get a lot of work in off the uh, off the field, like after practice, we'll get, you know, rep, extra reps in and stuff like that. And it's really not really a big thing uh, to to like a lot of people, but it's a big thing to me that you work with every quarterback. Because at the end of the day, you don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback, and starting quarterback go down. You don't, you know, somebody else have to step up, and and etc. So I, I work out with every quarterback. You know, first, the fourth, the fifth string. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, I adapt to try to build a relationship with all those guys. Joe, you uh, asked the question. Of course, Tyrese talks about quarterback coach David Yost, offensive coordinator, and wide receivers coach Jay McIntyre. Uh, I'm going to have all season to ask Tyrese a bunch of questions about things like that. So I'm getting some fun questions. First off, I asked you this when we had a chance to talk last season, right before you joined FIU, and I want to see what's changed a year later. What are you listening to pregame? What I'm listening to? Yeah. Ha 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 ha! I got, I got, I got get, I got get some type of gangster music in my system, man. And it, it don't necessarily got to be about killing people and all that. It just gotta have that, that vibe. I gotta get that, 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 that vibe in me. Uh, so it'd be like um some Young Jeezy, uh, some Meek Mill, you know, turn up guys, man, stuff like that. NBA Young Boy, I gotta have those. I gotta listen to those guys, man. The rapper from my city named YG Tech, I like listening to a lot too. I'm up and up and coming. Um, similar similar type of style rapping as those guys, man. But I just gotta get that get that energy up in me. Harry, you have no idea how happy this makes me because Joe and I talk music on this podcast a lot, and if you couldn't tell, we got two different styles of music. So this makes me extremely happy that we're on the same page. I do want to dime out one of your teammates, one of your former <laughs> teammates. Uh, if you had to guess, which one of your former teammates? It's someone who who graduated last year, who said that I listened to Fantasia before game. Is it uh? Is it is it the twins? <laughs> it's it was it was uh it was Richard it was actually Richard Dames Richard Dames I'm sorry so you did yeah, you no, did both, nail that yeah, both of them listen to, listen to a lot of music like that man <laughs> that that was that was funny Joe so for your uh, your reference I like to ask you know that on media days you know just kind of lighten the mood and I, I will say between the twins saying Fantasia and Devonte Price caught me off guard when he said he likes to go high come back with gospel music. And then go high again. That it caught me off guard. So I'll, I'll let you. I see you want to chime in there really quick. I'll let you go ahead. I, just a yeah, clarification okay. question. When we're yeah, saying, I, I made a what's bitch in a little bit. I, uh, so I, I listen to listen to a little gospel here and there. But it, okay. it'd be like um, it'd be like on, on my on my chill days. But right. when we on the football field, I gotta try to kill something. So I need to listen to all <laughs> that that drill stuff, man. I need to get turned up. And you know, some people might be on headline. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I listen. To it. <laughs> <laughs> 
for clarification, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about Fantasia, the R&B singer, not Fantasia like the Disney movie. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that Fantasia. Yeah. That's where I'm. That's where I'm coming from. The <laughs> yeah. They used to walk to practice every morning, listening to like Beyonce, Fantasia, Rihanna. <laughs> they just like music like that, man. <laughs> oh man, Rich and Richard Dan's are two of my favorites of the I've covered in the five years I've covered FIU. Definitely two of my favorites. So shout out to those guys. Uh, Reese, I want to ask you this: uh, Which question are you tired of hearing? You know, we've asked you a lot of questions, and for people again who don't know your journey. Going from, as you mentioned, under recruited in Baltimore to you know FBS to now a you know a impact player at FIU, you kind of rose and became one of the faces of the team. And as a result, we were asking you questions weekly. You know, what question are you tired of hearing from us? Uh, you know, like the media world in general. Whether it's me, whether it's Walter, whether it's whoever, what question are you tired of hearing from us, man? Ah, uh, man, it's like, can he can he do it again? <laughs> do it again man i get questions like that a lot man it's like um you know because I, I i proved myself in juco um i was the best receiver on my team in juco and i was uh i had went uh to sacred heart was all american there and then came here and had a, a record-breaking season it's like and i, I always you know have a chip on my shoulder to do more but it's like what more do people want to see to know that i'm really like that i don't understand like what they what they want for me like what they want me to do they wanted me to go to a power five and if I wanted, if I if I wanted to, if I was listening to them and trying to do stuff, make decisions for them, then I would have did it to try to prove them wrong. But at the end of the day, like I ain't got nothing else to prove, man. I, I proved myself a lot, and um, now it's time for me to enjoy my college career, man. Have fun and, and get my team back on the get my team back in the, in the winning edge, and we get some bowl some bowl rings and some championship rings, and you know I get my degree and uh, go pursue my dreams in the NFL. So. No, I get that's the that's the question I get tired of the most, man. Like, can he do it again? Is he going to do it again? No, I don't think I don't think he could do it again. His luck is all crazy stuff. I don't know, but yeah. If you just join us, we are joined by FIU wide receiver Tyrese <laughs> Chambers. Uh, Tyrese, want to ask you this, man? What's your favorite part about living in Miami? Man, the scenery, the scenery, man. It's just like it's beautiful. Weather is good all the time. It's like not a lot of crazy stuff be going on from from my like in my in the area that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? I, I just love getting on jet skis, boats. I was on helicopters. I do everything, man. I get the full experience. I feel like being at FIU, like you got to get the full experience of Miami. That's part of that's part of being a college student here. Uh, food spots. I eat at all the food spots. I love to eat. That's all I do is eat, man. <laughs> I, I may have to take this up with, with Tyrese off here because I've covered FIU for five years. I, I have never been on a jet ski or a helicopter, so you must be living a different life to me. But, you know. <laughs> really? I know I'm, I'm I've been on a jet ski, but the helicopter, that's I'm one of you. You must be at the video shoot with Khaled and Drake and them, man. No, I had one for my birthday. Okay. All right. I hopped on that, man. It's like uh I, I was hesitant about it because my man Kobe, man. So I was yeah, like, I, got, I, hey, of course. I don't want to mess with no helicopters, but I had to get it out, get it out the way for my man one time and then I'm done. <laughs> so I had hopped on there, hopped on the helicopter. Yeah, it was it was good, man, flying across um over top of the, the Dolphin Stadium. Right. Hard rock. That's hard rock, right? Yeah, hard yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful, man. Beautiful scenery, you know, like things like that. A lot of kids don't get that opportunity to, to see those views and, you know what I'm saying? So it was big for me to like do stuff like that. And it's fun. We want to come back and ask you two serious questions. I'll start with this one here. And Joe kind of talked about it, but I did want to ask you this as well for our broader audience. You know, you and I have talked about it a lot, but for our general audience, you talk about being under recruited. I think there was a, a wide receiver went to Penn State, I believe it was Daniel George, who was coming out of the same uh high school classes you this could be whether it's baltimore you know inner city insert you know town 
do you feel that those areas get under recruited because, you know, they don't have the same amenities as, you know, maybe your private schools or your suburbs? Do you think that's just kind of an issue that happens and you think it it played a factor in your recruitment? Yeah, it definitely did, man. Um, <clears throat> I, I say like it's a lot of blackballing going on with uh with schools, man. It's like a lot of schools be trying to overshadow other schools instead of like just combining as one and getting all the kids out. You get what I'm saying? People want to be the face of the city or the face of this conference or the face of they don't really care about them other schools. So they'll, you know what I'm saying? There'd be some coaches that got that get jobs at uh other school, other schools and then come back and get those kids from their high school. You get what I'm saying? And it's also about, you know, how many people from that school made it to the pros, how many people that school went division one, like that plays a big factor in coaches coming back to recruit those kids. In my scenario, I'll say this, like, you know, it's always diamonds in the rough. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you can find some of the best kids in the world at a place that you may never even think that a kid exists there. Um, they just don't get the opportunity to, to show to show the world that they can do that. And um, that's what people like me come into play. Like I speak on stuff like this because it's a lot of kids that's sitting home right now that's probably wondering if they can do it. They definitely can, man. It's possible. And all they need is an opportunity. Um, so the coaches that want to win games, that want to want to want to um, win championships for their they programs, y'all got to go get kids across the world. You know what I'm saying? Stop going in the same places, the same areas all the time. You know what I'm saying? Explore the world and get you know good kids, good athletes. You know, as good in school, as good people that can play ball. Uh, it's a lot of them, in, a lot of them across the world, man. A lot of them. A couple more for you. Get you out of here, uh, Tyrese. I get asked a lot when I do radio or different podcasts. Why did Tyrese Chambers come back to FIU? And you labeled three reasons with Joe. One of the things that I mentioned, and I, I want to get your thoughts on it, is loyalty. And I, I talk about in terms of the answer you just gave. You know, you didn't get an offer coming out of high school. You got the opportunity, Sacred Heart. Obviously, FIU gave you an opportunity. Was there a loyalty factor for you that it's just, hey, this is the school that put me on. This is the school that really supported me, and, and I, I, I want to do it here as opposed to elsewhere? Um, uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, give, give me one sec. These are my teammates. Y'all want to say what's up, man? Yeah, hop one here, man. Russ was at the background. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's all right. Tyrese, big time change. Another name. Another name. Oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. What coach was that in the background, Reese? <laughs> no, that's Hayden. That's Hayden. Oh, so, so, it's Hayden. Oh, it's Hayden. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Jackson McDonald and all of them. Um, but, um, yeah, definitely a loyalty factor. Definitely played played a, a big factor, man, because uh, FIU came through when I was at a dark place in my life, man. It was like, um, you know, me being an All-American uh, at FCS level and getting in the portal when that COVID-19 stuff started happening. I, I didn't have no offers. Um, UTSA ended up offering me first and a couple of other schools offered me behind them. And uh, FIU offered me on my birthday. And, uh, you know, um, and, and a legend that Butch was, you know, you wanted to play. I wanted to play for a guy like that in a, in a, in a system like him because, you know, obviously he did so much great things in his career. Um, so that was, that played a big factor. And just, you know, FIU being a school that I actually like to give me an opportunity to come, like, showcase my talent. That meant a lot to me because I didn't get this opportunity, always got this opportunity. So a loyalty factor definitely played a big, a big role in me turning down Power 5 schools to come back here. Sure. Last two will get last two will get you out of here. Uh, who's the toughest DB that you say you faced last? Um, to be honest, I never got a chance to the the best DBs that sent out conference. I never really got a chance to really expose, um, because they D line, they D line was was uh, destroying us, and we couldn't get the ball off. And the other one, the other uh, game, it was weather weather conditions. It was raining really bad. Couldn't get the ball off. So, um, <clears throat> I would say Middle Tennessee and Marshall got some pretty good DBs. Um, I believe it was like number three that they said was really good. I really wanted to, um, I, he didn't really, he didn't really stick me like that. He stick me probably a couple of times, but 
Um, they said he was a good DB. I wanted to, to get a chance to really go against him. I didn't really get a chance to really get that opportunity um, last year. And uh, it's like, the, I think it's like um, the, the DB that's in the league, his little brother played for Marshall, uh, number three or something like that. I forgot his name, but, uh, but he's a pretty good, pretty good DB um, as well. So um, those, those two guys are, are really, are really good. Um, and, and I can't really speak on nobody else. Last one for you, Reese. If you weren't playing football, what would you be doing? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just add this in there too. It's uh, a lot. Of, one DB that got a lot of potential is uh, my my little cousin, uh, Terry Jones from Old, Old Dominion. He had a, he had a great game against us when he was here. So he's pretty, he's really good, um, really good. Yeah. That last question: If you weren't playing football, what would Tyrese Chambers be doing? Boxing. <laughs> All right. So hold on. You not not got to have a follow up. So I asked you. <laughs> you who asked you how many questions? I got time. <laughs> oh, okay, no, no. Hold on. So if you ask you, if I asked you, you who listen to pregame, and you gave me a few, who are some of your favorite boxers? Javante Davis, <laughs> Javante Tank Davis, man, that's my guy. <laughs> hey, 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 question, guy, Reese, where, where's where's Tank Davis from? He from Baltimore. <laughs> I just need the listeners. I know that I need the listeners to know that. Uh, of course, he's showing a little hometown love there. I mean, listen, Tank Davis is a hell of a fighter. So that's definitely not not a bad answer at all, Joe. Listen, listen, fans want to see knockouts. That's what everybody want to see. If you want to see a knockout, you need to go watch my man. That's all he do is knock stuff out. But yeah, like boxing, okay. uh, boxing. It's, it's a fun. It's a fun sport, man. And just having a lot of boxes. We got a lot of up and coming boxes and a lot of boxes that's in a professional league from my city. So they, it was always like kind of a kind of a fun thing to do, fun thing to watch. Um, so it's something that I probably I probably, probably would have invested in if I didn't play football. I mean, was there ever a, a crossroads where you had to pick football over something else? I played lacrosse. I was really, really good at lacrosse. Like, I, I could have played at, like, Johns Hopkins and stuff. Like, I was that good. Johns Hopkins, Maryland. Maryland's won the championship for lacrosse. Uh, I, was, I was really good at lacrosse. Um, lacrosse kind of messed my, helped mess my fingers up. Kept hitting me with the, my fingers, like, with the sticks, and I couldn't do that. I had to drop that. <laughs> I was, it was getting real out there, but uh, lacrosse, I, I played basketball. I was really good at basketball. Um, football just, you know, obviously like uh, was something that I just, I knew that I could excel in and play, be a professional in. Actually, Reese, I will ask you one last question. Who's the funniest teammate from this year's bunch? <sighs> got too many of them, man. We got Nate Jefferson. We got uh, 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 Jack Boy. We got Bracey. We got... Uh, who else, man? It's too many of them. We got Randall. We got Teddy. It's too many of them. But I think Jack, the, the Jack boy, he's a transfer from Indiana. He got to be number one. He's the funniest, hands down. <laughs> Basically, you tell me the entire receiver room is just number jokes. Exactly. It's a whole bunch of funny people. Like, <laughs> we all mess with each other every day, man. We all mess. We really close knit, though, for sure. We got tight core. Oh, man. Sounds like a lot of fun. Clay, you were talking about Stephen Gilmore, by the way, whose brother is Stephon Gilmore uh, at Marshall, number three, by the way. But uh, yeah, um, awesome. Well, if there's one thing that you maybe want to do, it's go watch The Wire, all this Baltimore talk. Might have to do that. Uh, but Tyrese, can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, we're going to start outroing things here. But uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what you do this uh, this season and seeing what FIU does. And, uh, you know, it's got to be one hell of an encore for uh, based on what you did last year. I appreciate that, man. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. I'll catch you with you in a few months, man, for fall. Yes, sir. See you soon. Nice kid. Now you, now yeah, now you just pretty much the essence of a Tyrese Chambers press conference. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it it built. He had he had some he had some lines in there. It was well. Fun, see, though. here's here's the thing. He's done yeah. like three or four podcasts. I know we're catching him on the back end. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I was I when I looked at your questions, I was like, man, I, I hope we can get something that he hasn't been asked before, but. 
you know, I, I <laughs> the line. Yeah, there's definitely some DBs I'm looking forward to expose. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that that was the crown jewel for sure. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. It's uh, at Underdog Dynasty on Twitter for more G5 football content, and um, thank you all so much for the support of, the, of this podcast in particular. Uh, us and obviously the one that uh, Dan and Emily do too, and uh, the one that um, Matt and, and Brian Stone do as well. Uh, just looking at the numbers today, and the growth is um, really encouraging. So thank you all so much. Um, feel free to leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice as well. Help us grow the show even more, and uh, we'll be back next week with more G5 football content. Happy football watching, everybody. We'll talk to you very soon.